And welcome to the Flick Discussion today with your hosts. I'm Carter Clements. I'm Seth Young. And I'm Michael Fisk. Today we are going to be discussing the movie Peanut Butter Falcon. So, first we'll start off with talking about a little bit of the background of the movie. So, this movie consists of a few main characters, one of which has Down syndrome. His name is Zach. He was in a nursing home and decided that he wants to escape and live his life. Along the way, he meets he meets this guy, his name is Tyler. He's a little bit of a shady dude, but he's he's a good man at heart. They actually run into each other because Zach was hiding on Tyler's boat, and Tyler got into a little bit of a scuffle with some of the boys around the town, and escaped on his boat, and that's where they met. So, after that, they kind of go on a little adventure due to a little bit of a deal that they made when they met each other. And that's basically the gist of the movie. So, we're going to get into a little bit more about the characters. And Seth's going to lead you off with that. So you got Zach. He is the pretty much the main character. He's the one that has Down Syndrome. And um, he has this passion for wrestling. And he always watches this old film. It's by, the guy's name is Saltwater Redneck. And he is just, he adores this guy. And he wants to go to his wrestling school. So that's that's his main thing. That's his passion in life. And he wants to get out of the nursing home because he said he's just surrounded by old people. And he doesn't want to just live there for the rest of his life. He wants to, like, go do something with his life. And, and as in his defense, if you you guys as a twenty two year old kid, whether a disability, you wouldn't want to live in a nursing home either. Not at all. Heck no. And then you got Tyler. He um he runs the he runs traps for um crab down at the bayou in Louisiana, which is where the movie is based. And um he's he's like Carter said, he's kind of a shady dude. Um he's stealing crabs off of other people's trap lines. And then they end up calling him out, and that's when Carter was talking about when he got in the scuffle with them, and then he ended up having to leave town because he burnt all their traps, which cost, like, what, $12,000? Yeah. Is that what he said was $12,000? And then um, you got Eleanor, which is the caretaker for Zach. She, um, she takes care of him in every way. Um, she takes care of other people in the old folks' home. And... Um, She's a really good person at heart, and she really loves Zach and wants to take care of him. And then the other character is um, Saltwater Redneck, which that's they don't really give him much of a name in the movie. They like discuss it a little bit, but they don't really go into t- detail about his name. But he's, his real name doesn't have that much importance. No, because that's just what he's known for is mm-hmm. Saltwater Redneck. But um, he's... Zach ends up meeting up with him, and he trains him up in wrestling, and then we'll get further into that, further into the podcast. But So um, we're going to transition to Zach's dreams about a wrestling career, and we're going to go with Michael. So Zach has Down syndrome, as we alluded to. He doesn't like when people treat him like he has a disability, and so when he was with Tyler, that kind of gave him a a chance to kind of be himself and not have that. So 
as we alluded to again earlier, the name of the movie is Peanut Butter Falcon. Originally, Zack wanted to just be called Falcon when it came to his wrestling name. But on their journey, they didn't have a whole lot of money, so all they could afford was some some down-home loving alcohol and some peanut butter. And they had a little bit too much fun. And some branches and some duct tape. That's and, not what yeah, they, they had. They had a little bit too much fun and were a little bit too far into the sauce. And they tied some branches to our boy Zach. And he put peanut butter on his face. And Peanut Butter Falcon stuck. So that was kind of how he got his wrestling name. And that stuck with him as they kind of, they quote-unquote, trained to, to wrestle um, as they were going through their journey and so that was that was a pretty interesting part of the story um and, and that's kind of how the title of the movie came to be Alrighty, so let's talk a little bit about zach's disability so as we said earlier zach doesn't like to be treated like he's a person with a disability and around the nursing home that was kind of how basically his whole life is that's how he's been treated so the first time that he met tyler Tyler said something to him in the movie. He said, Zach told Tyler, I just want you to know that I have, am a person with Down syndrome. And Tyler looked at him and said, I don't care what you are. So that was kind of the one of the parts in the movie that made you realize that Tyler was going to be the one that was really going to open, open up Zach to what being a normal person was going to be like. Everybody else in, in Zach's life, like Eleanor, the people at the nursing home, they all... Like, tried to treat him like a kid. They would tell him when to eat, what to do, wouldn't let him go outside or anything like that. And he was stuck there his whole life, pretty much. Bedtimes and stuff like he, that. He was in a, a routine, yeah, is yeah. basically what it is, and he didn't like it. So when, when he got with Tyler, he's kind of got a taste of what the freedom was like. And Tyler just kind of really treated him like a normal person, like they were going to, like like you would a friend, say. he He taught him how to wrestle, taught him workouts, got drunk with him, taught him how to shoot a gun, just things that you would do with your, say, your your friend that didn't have a disability. Tyler was never worried about um, what would happen if if Zach did something like that because he, he had Down syndrome, because it wasn't really a problem for him. He, see, he saw Tyler as a partner along, the, along his journey. And uh, one of his favorite lines in the movie is, you are or you aren't invited to his birthday party. So uh, that was kind of a big turning point in the movie when he said, like, Tyler was invited to his birthday party. Only if a select group of people in the movie were all invited, quote unquote. Yeah, because, like, that that meant that you were, like, a true friend to him and, like, a best friend. And, you know, um, Tyler had had um, Zach's back in um the whole movie and was like he would he would look after Zach but he also made him feel like a normal person like for example like in the beginning of the movie when they're up on the raft and that little kid is calling him a retard telling him to jump jump and um Tyler's like hey he can't swim and then the kid's like I don't care if he can't swim jump you retard and was just talking crap to him and then pushes him in the water and then Tyler runs up and punches like the what well, he's probably about twelve. Yeah, punches a twelve-year-old right in the face and then jumps, and then in, jumps in and and saves Zach. 
So he was showing Zach that he really does care for him, and he did that several. Like he always had his back throughout the whole movie, and it was kind of cool to see that those two connect. Mm-hmm. Like when they're on the raft and. Tyler starts crying, and that's when they were sober and everything, and they were hugging on the raft, and you can just kind of see how they combine together. And Yeah, he, he treated him like a true 22-year-old, like how you would treat a normal 22-year-old. So that was just something that really drew Zach closer to Tyler. He, he saw him as a true friend, not a caretaker. And we should have warned there is some sensitive content in in the contents of the movie. Um, I mean, I like the R word, but it gets referenced a lot inside the movie. And if it's mentioned in the podcast, it means we don't mean any harm by it. It's just yeah. kind of how it It's went. just how the movie played out. But I think that gives a little bit more significance to the movie to like really show you like, mm-hmm. wow, that kid's actually saying that and he's actually treating him like that. And I think Tyler taught that kid a lesson at the end of the day. Like, remember when the bad people came yeah. up to him and was like, hey, where did Tyler go? And he's like, I don't know. And he just, I think he, that changed that kid's perspective after after that, which is kind of a learning point. Because we'll get more into it, but, like, that was kind of Tyler's way of including him on the journey. It was like, yo, I'm not, I'm, up his end, yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to treat you any different. I'm not slowing down for you. It's like, you're going to. But I am going to take care of you. Like, you, like, you're my friend. Without a disability, I'm going to take care of you, but I'm not going to treat you any different. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we are going to talk about a little bit about how their journey kind of kicked off a little bit more into depth. So as we said earlier, Tyler was he fished for crabs and he would sell them at sell them to a dealer to sell them at the market. And. His, he he's not the one that actually had a license to do so. It was his brother. But, a little context to the movie, his brother passed away before this movie takes place. And through that, he ended up losing the license that he fished with. So, he was stealing traps from other... Stealing crabs from other people's traps. And eventually, he gets caught, gets confronted, and this kind of lights a fire in him, and he chooses to go and burned down all their all of these guys equipment and which seth kind of alluded to earlier that that was a significant blow to them that was around twelve thousand dollars so that's why they were chasing tyler around everywhere and it's also how him and zach got brought up together Mm -hmm. because zach like carter said before was hiding in his boat and zach and um tyler didn't even know he was like holy crap Until he heard Zach throwing (laughs) up in the back of his boat. Yeah. So this is kind of where they... This is their first encounter. And um, one of the first... One of the first parts in the movie where you see... You see Tyler treat Zach like a... Like a true... A true human like the way that Zach would actually... What dreams of being treated about is because... So... he, He ran away on his boat. So he had to ditch the boat somehow... So they couldn't find it as a piece of evidence. So he takes it out to the middle of the middle of the river at low tide and shoots it so it will sink when the high tide comes back in. And he tells he tells Zach that within a few hours the the boat's gonna be underwater and they're not gonna be able to touch and he takes off walking. So Zach is following him and he's begging Tyler to slow down and stop and help him. And he and Tyler tells him I'll get you off the water, but then I'm leaving you after that. 
And so this is kind of the the opener of that Tyler's not going to, you know, act like, say, Eleanor would towards Zach. Um, so that's, that's pretty much how their, their first encounter came and why Tyler was in some trouble. So, we're going to talk another, another point in the movie that is, has some significance is when they realize they need to find a new way of getting down the river. And they come upon this old man's house whose name is Jasper and he's blind. They first exchange words with him when they are held at gunpoint because they're trying to steal one of his boats. And then they realize he's blind. So he asks them if they are God-fearing and they say yes. And this kind of gives them a connection because Jasper's a really religious man. And he's kind of like the, uh, the speaker of God around the area. Um... You want to elaborate on that one a little bit? Yeah, so pretty much Jasper's like, I will help you guys build a raft, but you're not taking my boat. He's like, but I will give you materials to be able to build your build your raft, but I want you guys to get baptized. So he took him to the river, and he was talking about how I can tell you guys are running from something and how there's something going on in your past. But this is going to rebirth you and make you a new man. And he dunked, um, he dunked Zach into the water. And then he did the same with Tyler and got him back baptized. And then, and then um, you can also see Zach and Tyler connect on another level while they're helping each other build the raft. And Zach's doing his end of the... He's a very high-functioning person with Down syndrome. He was helping... He was using the chainsaw, helping um, build the raft. And, you know that was that was pretty cool to see that. And then that's and then they built like a little sail on it and had barrels underneath it. It was it was a nice little raft. Zach learned a lot of life skills during that little portion of the movie from Tyler, like how to use a chainsaw, how to uh, like properly build things. I don't know. That's the best way to say it, but mm-hmm. he learned a lot of tools on that given point in the movie from Tyler. Yeah, Tyler let him do a lot of things that other people in his life weren't letting him do. Tyler was treating, like I said earlier, Tyler was just treating him like a normal 22-year-old kid. He didn't see Zach's Down syndrome as any kind of setback or obstacle. He just treated him like, hey, this kid's 22 years old. If he's going to be coming with me, he needs to hold up his end. And he kind of taught him some more basic life skills. Like he did teach him how to swim. He he didn't learn how to swim. That was kind of a weird part in the movie was they were crossing the river and they almost got smoked by a boat. And at that point, Tyler was like, oh, shoot, I should probably teach this man, kid, how to swim. And so that was a, another intricate part in the movie was uh, teaching him how to swim. Mm-hmm. And then um, I thought it was – I thought another part that was cool was when um, – <laughs> So Zach and Tyler were having each other's back throughout the whole movie. So when when Tyler went into the gas station and earlier in the movie, Eleanor came in and she's like, "Have you seen this kid?" And he's like, "He's like, no, but what if I did? What what is wrong? Like, what did he do?" And and she's like, "Well, he ran away from a nursing home and he can't be out by himself. He needs medicine and everything else." 
And he's like, well, what if the kid's just trying to, like, follow his dreams and stuff like that? And was, like, saying it in, like, a sly way where she still didn't know. And he kind of, and he had, um, he had, um, Zach's back. And then when he went up to Zach, he's like, hey, I just had your back pretty much. He's like, there's somebody looking for you. And, and then, like, another part of the movie when Zach had his back, when, when, um, him, when him, Eleanor, and all them met up, he, um... The one part where he threw Eleanor's keys, <laughs> when he threw her keys in the water, and he's like, I'm going to the wrestling school to see Saltwater Redneck, and we're going on that boat. And um, it was it was cool to see that part, and they started floating down the river, and Eleanor was still trying to talk to him like a baby, and, and then Tyler's like, Zach, hold your breath. We got to work on stuff for your wrestling to control your breathing. And he, like, had Zach go underwater, and he's like, Eleanor, you need to stop talking to him like he's a baby. He doesn't like that. Talk to him like a man. She's like, I'm not. And then they started going back and forth, and they were feeding off each other. And then eventually another part in the movie where Zach had his back um, was when they were all in that hut, in that, in that hut together, and they were sleeping overnight. And... um. Tyler woke up in the middle of the night because he smelt something burn. He ran outside, and it was the trap people that he burned all their traps, burnt their raft. And he and the guy, both the guys told Tyler, he's like, get on your get on your hands and knees. And he's like, which hand do you want it on? They're gonna shoot him in the hand. And um, Zach comes bursting out of the <laughs> out of the hut with a shotgun because. Because Tyler taught him how to use a shotgun. Tyler was teaching him all these different little skills. And he pumped it. And he's like, he's like, you stay away from my friend. And, and he's like, you don't even know how to work that thing. Was saying it to Zach. He's like, this is buckshot. And he, and he cracked <laughs> really the gun. And, yeah. And, and, the guy, and they both just left him and left Tyler alone. Pretty much gave him a threat. Like, hey, if you don't get my $12,000, there's going to be problems. And then they ended up running into those problems later in the movie when... When Tyler ended up taking the the tire iron to the head when um Zach achieved his dream, which we'll get more into that. So uh how does this movie involve inclusiveness? Oh, uh, I think we see the most of it through Tyler and Zach's adventure. So when when Zach was in the nursing home he was he was kinda like a cage. He he referred to it as a cage. Um, he didn't like being there. He, and he always reason, plotted to leave. Yeah, he always plotted to leave. But the only reason that he was there was because he didn't have anybody in the in his family that could take adic- adequate care of them. And I think that's one of the reasons that they made it so that he would he would find Tyler to show that you what really is adequate. Like Tyler, Tyler was broke. He just lost his job. He had nothing. But yet, still, somehow, him, him and Zach were just fine. They ended up getting around just fine. They they got their food. They were traveling, and they actually created a really close friendship. And it was really something that he didn't, he didn't really know what a friend was. Like for example, in the nursing home, he it was all, well, it was a, it was called a retirement home, retirement village. So, and all you ever talked to was older people that were needed assisted living. So he. He never knew what a true friend was because all he had was old people that didn't really want to do much. They just kind of wanted to hang out and relax, which is something that he didn't want to do. 
as any 22-year-old kid doesn't really have an attention span of just to sit there and do nothing. Um, as far as inclusiveness goes, I just, I don't know if I, you guys would consider this inclusiveness, but just including somebody where you doesn't have to be, like you don't have to give them certain advantages. You just treat them as another person. I think that in it's some a, ways is inclusive. inclusive. As itself. And um, like when you were talking about how um, Zach was running away and all that, and he was talking about how he had no family. Remember when he was laying drunk there, mm-hmm. and he um was doing his evil laugh, and, <laughs> and he's like he's like Tyler's like why are you doing that evil laugh? He's like because I'm the bad guy, and Tyler's like why do you, why do you want to be the bad guy? And he's like because my family left me, and he was like pretty much saying like. He's the bad guy because he, everybody left him and he's never had anybody in his life except for Eleanor and Tyler. So, um, and Tyler's like, just because your family left you doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. You're a good guy, Zach, and was making him feel hyping good him and hyping him up. And and that was showing even more bonding skills with them and, mm-hmm. and Zach. And then that's right after that. That's when they started... He's like, he's like, you need a, you need a name. He's like, you need an alternate ego. He's like, and then Zach's like, Falcon. And Tyler's like, no. He's like, he's like, I got, I got something. And went and got the branches. And then Zach started rubbing peanut butter on his face for some reason. Peanut butter Falcon. Yeah, and then he just started saying peanut butter Falcon. And that was his name. And, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if you guys want to get into more of the end story when he does actually end up wrestling when he was training in saltwater rednecks camp and stuff like that. I don't think we should completely spoil the movie, but we got another, I got another question as far as our class goes. Yeah. Um, how did you guys think that this movie, uh, port portrayed people with disabilities? I think it showed viewers that pretty much like you, you can't just treat a person with disabilities like you can't baby them that's that's kind of what i get the vibe of like like they don't they don't want they don't want to feel they don't want to feel treated in any different way like some people like what eleanor was doing but she didn't even realize she was doing it like just like that simply alone you know what i mean like i think that was a key point to the movie too is the way that eleanor was treating zach prior to him meeting tyler because she treated him like he was someone that couldn't live without someone's help. So she was always the one that was there to tell him what to eat, when to eat, what was a, what was appropriate, if you will. But when he meets up with Tyler, he just realizes that, hey, normal life, I just get to live my life and be who I want to be. And that's something that Zach really, really liked about hanging out with Tyler is because he could just be himself. And I think the more Eleanor was around, because she kind of came in at the tail end of the journey, she realized that Zach didn't need as much help as he was as everybody getting. Said it, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, so the best way I can put it, I think, is that if a person with a disability, um, particularly like a person with Down syndrome, considering that's what Zach had, was watching it, they would say, like, I, I agree with this movie. Like, I don't need... Like, I... It's it's good to have help when you need it, but I always I don't always need 
like I can be my own person. I don't have to always rely on other people to help me. So I think that that's a that's a good way that this movie kind of portrayed people with disabilities, and I I think it was a good representation of of inclusion. Um, the actors did a great job of portraying the characters and how and acting like that. I guess that's what they get paid to do, but. And Shia LaBeouf's one of my favorite actors. I mean, he just... He's a little crazy, like, but he gets into his roles. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he can play a funny role. He can play a serious role. Like, he's... He's, he's talented, that's he's for sure. He's very talented, and he's... And he, you, he was the right character for the movie, for, for sure, 100%. I and don't you think could anybody see, could have played his part better. And you could see Zach had some acting talent, too. Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't scripted. Like, he... He could go from funny to very serious very quickly, and and that's another way of inclusiveness. Like, a person with a disability, that doesn't mean that they're behind as far as acting chops. Like, that guy, I, I is it an Oscar? Is that what it is? Yeah. He might have been able to be nominated for an Oscar for his performance. Like, that was, it was a really good performance, especially from those two, um, considering what the what the story was about and how... They were portraying both those people. He's a very high-functioning person with um, Down syndrome, for sure. He was... Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. After he learned those life skills that he wasn't getting because he was sheltered, he became a lot more self-sufficient. And again, we're not saying that um, some people with disability don't need help because that's not always necessarily true, but I think that this movie did a great job of showing that that they don't maybe need as much help as we are giving them and that they can be their own person and they want to be their own person. They don't want to be known as the person, hey, that person got Down syndrome. Like, no, my name's Zach. Like, I'm Zach. I'm another human being. Um, just I don't like, need to be looked like down upon. Right. Yeah, not classified as anything different because he has a disability. Right. That's, that's what you're saying. And so I think with that, I think we did a, a pretty good job of kind of running through the movie and kind of hopefully you guys, we made it interesting enough for you guys to want to watch. So we'll have another episode next week of I'll Let Carter Say It because I can't. Yeah, we will have another episode of a surprise movie for you guys here on the Flickscussion. Flickscussion. Flickscussion.